The Soccer FM podcast is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is in association with pieandbovril.com. Welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, we have a Premiership striker coming on to speak to us. We've got goal music, we've got 30-second headlines, and we'll get all the insider knowledge from our team around the world. Ray Bradshaw, how are you? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, yes. It's been a very quick week, it seems, over the last week. I missed you. I know, I know. I've not seen you this week, because uh, the previous week we obviously bumped into each other. Which was uh, terrifying. In a, in a pub, and we didn't know what to do, really. It was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like, taking us out of our comfort zone. Yeah. It's like when a school teacher goes on a trip. Yeah, yeah. You were in casual clothes. <laughs> yeah, we were just exactly. like, so what'd you make a Suriname then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, thanks for all your comments over the past week or so as well. Uh, if you want to give us a shout on anything, please do on Twitter at Scott Soccer FM. Thanks for all your comments on last week's show and the ones before that as well. And we also have our own forum on Pie and Bovril too. Just click on the Soccer FM tab, and we're on Facebook as well. So just search Soccer FM in the search tab and you'll be able to find us there did you see the comments of the Pine Buffer forum this week oh yes it got mental it got absolutely mental our old friend Dia Barakas Dia Barakas shout out to Dia Barakas the and most pedantic listener we have it was because I revealed that Michaela Strachan was going to be at the Dunfermline Hospitality yeah and it was then I mean his mind unravelled yeah. <laughs> on the forum that Michaela Strachan's this pin up from yeah. his youth and he's going to dress up as a bear like yeah. like a kind of furry kind of oh, thing. Bizarre, yeah, very bizarre. So Michaela Strachan is now cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It went all the way down, and then there was one comment about the actual podcast, and then the next one was, "I remember sneaking into a nightclub when I was sixteen to see me Michaela Strachan, and then just back to Michaela Strachan." Do you think she did she do that back in the day? She's this was she that generation sort of Charlotte from Jordy Shore doing nightclub yeah. appearances? Well, the, the the most depressing celebrity appearance I've ever seen. I, when I was a student in Liverpool, I went to Stoke to a nightclub called ST1, and it looks like STI in the sign, yeah, right? Yeah. And we went in, it was a celebrity <laughs> appearance from Bodger, from Bodger and Badger. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, they make a fortune Mate, for stuff People like this. were offering them 20 quid to snort mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most depressing. That was the day my childhood ended. Yeah. Right there, man. Oh my God, that's that's tremendous. <laughs> but listen, uh, Michaela Strachan or otherwise, uh, please do give us a shout over the next week. We do really enjoy your comments. Uh, and we do read them all as well. Yeah. Uh, but first of all, we're going to get straight into this. It's time for Soccer FM's Teams Around the World. the world and as you know we've already picked uh, this month's choice which is Suriname's Robin Hood and joining us on the line now we have Caribbean journalist Nathan Carr how are you Nathan? I'm very well thank you thanks for having me on I think the first question that we're all asking how do you become a Caribbean football journalist? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah it's kind of a weird one I get asked quite a bit but uh, I started writing about football generally when I was about 14 and then I, I kind of got a little bit bored with but, you know, the main, I'm, I'm sure you guys know the mainstream stuff yeah. uh, here in, in the UK. Um, so I kind of realized that, um, well, Caribbean football wasn't really covered in like print or online. So um, I just wanted to try and change that, really. So I set my website um, in 2012. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just went from there and try and kind of write and 
talk about it as much as possible. Can I can I say that is the most hipster answer I have ever heard in my life? Have <laughs> any bespoke yeah, quite a bit. journalists? Yeah. <laughs> have you been over to any of the games out there? Fortunate enough to go to the Caribbean on holiday when I was during my childhood. So right. I went to Jamaica, St. Lucia and Antigua and Barbuda, but I've never actually um, taken in a, a football match there. Um, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to, to change that soon. If anyone wants to kind of offer me a, a trip out to the Bahamas <laughs> on a yacht, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Aye, well, we're coming with you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's how it's working. <laughs> so what do you know about Robin Hood then in Suriname? Yeah, I actually wrote a piece, I think you guys mentioned it, um, on a football report, yeah. which is a really good website, uh, a couple of years ago. And it just interested me because SV Robin Hood are essentially kind of ruled Suriname's football for, for most of the 20th century. And then they, they suffered relegation. Um, to the second tier, kind of delved into their background, and it was it was quite interesting that they were formed in 1945 from quite kind of humble beginnings. Um, a lot of their players, you know, couldn't even afford football boots, but their rise was quite kind of meteoric. Um, they got promotion to the the Hoofter Classe is, is the top. Is that how you pronounce that? Up. I've been trying yeah, the, all the kind of work. Classe. <laughs> so I just every time I just about to say it, I just sneeze and then hope I get away with it. So that's what I've been doing. They actually won their first top flight title in 1953, so they kind of enjoyed success pretty early on. Um, they had a really really good squad. Humphrey Midgnall is like a, a bit of a hero in Suriname football. He's um, footballer of the century um, in 1999. He was his name, Footballer of the Century. Um, <laughs> and then basically through the 70s and 80s, not just Robin Hood, but Surinamese football generally was kind of very, very powerful. And yeah, Robin Hood were just in complete control. Um, they made the final of the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which is now known as the CONCACAF Champions League. That's crazy because they're quite a small, yeah. like they've got a capacity of like 3,000 in the stadium and stuff like that. <laughs> so for them to go, that's yeah. like... Who's that like, like who's a thief like, in Scotland? Like, it's like um, Arctic Thistle making the Champions League semi final or something like that, you know? And that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a good comparison? Well, I'm a Partick Thistle fan, so that's a great comparison. And also, oh, well. we have a Partick like, Thistle striker on the show today, so I'll ask him what, yes. what the chances are. Oh, you're kidding are. me? No, we'll ask him. We'll say, listen, we spoke to Nathan. Oh, that's brilliant. And he said, you're going to get a game of Dion Burton out in Jamaica if you can make it. So yeah. we're definitely going to have so, like, bringing it up to date then, so what, what are they like right now? I believe the season starts yeah. in the next couple of weeks, yeah? It does, yeah. So, they, as I say, they're relegated to the um, Earth, de, Earth de Class A, um, but they managed to come straight back up through the relegation playoffs, um, and then they finished sixth last season, and, yeah, they'll be in the, um, the Earth de Class A again. So right. they're kind of making a little bit of a renaissance, but um, they, they, haven't, they haven't really matched the type of success that they enjoyed uh, back in back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, they were, they were just, you know, miles ahead of everyone else. Yeah. They were playing Ajax, you know, they created their own youth development centre. Um, and it was just a shame, really, that they couldn't enjoy any success on the continental stage and yeah. get silverware there because they were so dominant back home. You mentioned the tie-up with Ajax. I'm guessing that's how all these players, like, uh, you know, Hula and uh, Reisinger, like all these guys yeah. are from Suriname. Is that where that link comes from then? It, it's interesting because Suriname was actually um, a former Dutch colony. And why you've got all these players that were born in Suriname that, that have represented Holland is because there was a kind of a mass migration. in right. the Suriname won independence in 1975. And then from there, um, there was a military dictatorship and it's all a bit complicated in the 80s. And basically, a lot of Surinamese people, including footballers, they uh, migrated to the Netherlands Okay. So that's where you've got, you know, the likes of Edgar Davids, Karen Seidorf, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Aaron Winter, Stanley Menzo, Ken Monku, all oh, of these players. Yeah, all, just... I know, all of these players from Suriname um, 
who were born there, but they've kind of Holland have ultimately benefited. So Suriname have kind of been left empty-handed, yeah. um, and the relationship between the two countries isn't isn't too good, if, if you know what I mean. We're in the UK, we colonised everyone, and we've never got any decent players out of it. That's <laughs> yeah. a good Yeah, where's our Red Hill in Scotland? That's what we want to know about. Also, in terms of a comparison to either a Scottish team or probably uh, you'll be more in tune with the English leagues, where where would Robin Hood fit in? Would they fit in with like a League One side or a League Two side? Where are we thinking? I think League Two. I think yeah, the, the, the general quality of the Hove de Classe has decreased I think, over the decades. Um, and I'd say not just for Suriname, but generally Caribbean football, if you look at all the domestic leagues across the islands, it's more in tune with kind of the conferences and being quite kind, League Two. Right. Because you've got to remember, it's not professional. So many of these players, they, it's, they're working on an amateur or semi-professional basis. So they're kind of working in 9 to 5 or, you know, they're going to college or whatever. And then they're playing in the evenings, they're training in the evenings. So they can't truly dedicate themselves to, to football as a profession. The yeah. national team will actually be in action next month, by the way, in oh, Caribbean great. Cup qualifiers. Yeah, against Jamaica and Guyana. So oh, if, if I find any streams, the game against Guyana is the El Clasico of the Guyanas. <laughs> Nathan, I'm just going to occasionally text you if just for these kind of phrases. The El Clasico of the Guyanas, amazing. Uh, final question I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you're saying the Hoof Classic starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, who's That's your right. tip? Who's the big team? Um, I'm going to go with Inter, Mo, and Gotipo. Um, they've been playing in the CFU Club Stop Championship. Making up words, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, trust me, I'm not, I'm not having you on. I'm not having you on. Um, so enter, enter yeah, what is it? Inter Moen Gotapo. Moen Gotapo. Moen Gotapo. And there's also Walking Bout Company as well that are kind of there or thereabouts. I think I, think I bought a tent from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so those are your two big tips for the Surinamese uh, League. Obviously, we'll be keeping uh, abreast of all their uh, action when it gets started in a couple of weeks' time. And I'm sure we'll speak to you again in the next couple of months. We can maybe have a wee update because uh, you'll be keeping probably a closer eye on it <laughs> but listen Nathan thanks very much for joining us and uh, giving up your time to speak to us thanks very much pal okay pleasure thank you take care guys so there he goes Nathan Carr the Caribbean journalist I mean uh, where did we start with that I love that like <laughs> why would you not do that why Why have I wasted my life yeah like I might just come out and say I'm going to be the Fiji specialist on volleyball <laughs> just I mean start Googling. I would love to see him on Mastermind as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's your specialist teams I have to team? say Teams in Antigua. Yeah, Nathan <laughs> is definitely worth a follow on Twitter. Like, even just before we recorded the show, he was talking about the um, Haiti game, the under-17s, uh, and how yeah. they're talking about how they've got a good future, <laughs> and also how Cuba and the USA are playing for the first time in 57 years this week. That is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. so uh, definitely worth a follow. And also, guys, why don't you do it yourself? Pick yeah. a country, become a specialist. Yeah, yeah, we should do this. Yeah. Just shows how badly our teams around the world are going that we're not specialists in Paraguay or Suriname yet. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what we should do? Is maybe a wee bit later on, we can set ourselves a task one week and then the following week, so I just say everything about, you know, Paraguay and then I'll give you a quiz on Paraguay the following week. I think that's quite a good idea. I think it's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah, I think it might be, yeah. yeah. yeah but... like, okay, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll ask you a question on Suriname right now. Right, okay. Capital of Suriname. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've absolutely no idea. I've, have I even heard of it? Paramaribo? Paramaribo? No, no, never been. Have you not? Never been. Uncultured, mate. Yeah. To be fair, neither's Nathan, but he's a specialist. So I know, that, that's probably the best thing about this. Have you ever seen a game in the Caribbean? Uh, no, nah. actually, I haven't, I haven't been across. Uh, you know, I haven't taken him again. Uh. Oh, mate, I can't wait for the El Clasico of the Guyanas, though. Oh, well, listen, that's the big one. Uh, are you getting folk around for it? Or are you? <laughs> I've already got the cans in, mate. Yeah. So. <laughs>
Brilliant. Only this... Red Stripe because it's Caribbean. Oh, obviously, so obviously. To... This is Soccer FM with me, Stephen Mill, and Ray Bradshaw. Let's take a look back on the weekend in the SPFL. Lots of stuff to talk about. Probably the only place to start was yesterday at Petodre. It finished 2-1 to Aberdeen with that belter of a free kick. What a free kick, mate. But was it a free kick? Yes. You think it was? I think it was. Okay. Tackle from behind. That's the rule now. Tackle from behind. It's a foul. Okay. It tackles from behind. It gets a bit of the ball. It gets a lot of the man. And at the end of the day, it's a stupid tackle. Right. If he takes another stride, he'll win the ball. <laughs> why Why are you doing a sutton to me? Why are you doing a sutton? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into Chris Sutton later what, on. What do you think? Do you think it's a foul? Uh, I think if that happened to me, if, yeah. that, if that happened to Dunfermline, I would be really angry. I would be. Would you? Yeah, I, I think, think I think it's one of those ones. Like I, I see what you're saying. He did come in from behind, but oh, I thought I thought it was quite a good challenge. Yeah, but you can also see where the ref gives it. Yeah, and under yeah. what they're told, that's a foul. Oh, listen, what what I would say is Warburton's meltdown at the end yeah. on the pitch and the interview afterwards was, <laughs> I mean, he's the one who always goes on about showing dignity and respect. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean that that's that was just an absolute like it was a meltdown. Head's gone. See the thing is like. The quote he gave afterwards would we had a really good week in training. <laughs> that means nothing, man. Like, see, I'm a, I do stand up. See if I go out and do a new bit and it dies in its arse and no one lasts for 20 minutes. I can't go, well, I had a good day in the office. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that. It sounded good in my bathroom. Yeah. So, I mean, that's effectively what he's saying. But yeah, the meltdown was just unbelievable yeah. at the end. And it wasn't the worst decision I've ever seen in my no. life. You know what? That Scotland's game that was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was the one that was just focusing on the international stuff. And even though it didn't really cost us in the end, but that foul that Alan Hutton got given against us uh, against, against Italy, it gets worse every time. Yeah. Like that is a ridiculous decision. Yeah, that was a like that one on Sunday could have gone either way. Yeah. So, but anyway, I think also when you go to ridiculous decisions like bombing Iraq, that's a ridiculous <laughs> decision. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd have loved if the interviewer had just turned around and said, well, what do you think yeah. about the war yeah. in Syria? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Mark, do you think that's bad? Wish I thought it was on genocide. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. But, yeah, I, I tell you what, Beltley, a free kick, though, yeah. from James Madison. He's the guy on loan for Norwich. Yeah. Uh, Three million like, pound player as well. Yeah, I mean, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, no. I mean, there's, like, you know, 14-year-olds that are yeah. going for seven and a half and million. Quite frankly, a ridiculous decision. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But then so, Rangers, Rangers, bottom half, nine points from the first seven games. And obviously, they're under so much more scrutiny than a newly promoted team normally would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially when you're paying guys like Senderos. Senderos on 16 grand, still on the bench. Yeah. Clint Hill starting. Clint Hill is just, I mean... Clint Hill sounds like Cockney rhyming slang is an insult, doesn't it? <laughs> ah, he's a fucking Clint Hill. Uh, like... <laughs> I don't yeah, know what it means though Yeah you're right You're right yeah. But yeah Rangers are uh, Struggling big time And this Obviously a great week for Aberdeen uh, Two wins And then nah, Cup, cup semi-final yep. During the week as well so And they're, they're getting The coveted Quarter past 12 kickoff. Yes That's the big one The one that you all want When you're coming from Aberdeen to Glasgow <laughs> Brutal isn't it I know I mean who I don't know who thinks Because even is the, the game on the Sunday isn't a half to a, the Celtic Rangers it's game. Two. It's a two o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Why couldn't they have it at two o'clock? I mean, there's maybe a reason. If, uh, there's there's maybe a logical reason for that. Yeah. I'm not very sure. But it's probably over our heads. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, elsewhere in the Premiership, uh, Hearts Ross County nil nil. Another nil nil for Ross County uh, after going to Ibrox. That's two fu- uh, tough fixtures for them and two good results. Away yeah. to Ibrox uh, and also at Tynecastle there at the yeah. weekend uh, managed to get a nil nil. Played uh, much of the game with ten men. But the interesting thing was uh, Jim McIntyre getting uh, tackled. 
tackled by Robbie yeah. Nielsen. Well, the thing is, uh, a throwback to 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Watch, watch the clip. It's phenomenal because I hadn't seen it. You pointed it out to me, so I had a, a watch of it. And so the Ross County manager, uh, no coach, knocks the ball away, and Nielsen comes out of his dugout into the other dugout, tries to win the ball. McIntyre kicks the ball away. And Nielsen goes over the tackle, but the Ross County manager does that kind of high foot sign as if he's trying to get him booked. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, mate, what are you doing? Yeah, just uh, instantly turning around to the referee, you know, yeah, flashing yeah. an imaginary card. Holding his face, Rivaldo style. But Derek Adams got shoved over, I think, by Jamie Hamill a couple of seasons yeah, ago at Newcastle. Yeah, And so. then there was also um, the Hearts fan that ran on and jumped it. Maybe um, it's that dugout. Yeah, it's that dugout. That's what it is. It's just a Poison chalice. Yeah, exactly. Like the UFC so, octagon of so, Scottish football. Uh, I don't know who the who Hearts are playing next at Tynecastle, but just watch yourself in <laughs> that away dugout. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine. It's like Thistle and Alan Archibald comes out in a suit of armour. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> just with a bulletproof vest on or something like that. Uh, Celtic uh, dished out another thrashing at the weekend. They just can't stop scoring uh, four goals a game they're averaging in the Premiership just now, which yeah. is unbelievable. Scott Sinclair, six and six. Yep. Uh, Griffith's hand in the ball for a penalty because he's already got his goal. Yes, nice and uh, also um, with Scott Sinclair, uh, he's what one of David Clarkson's records. Yeah, is, is it David pre- Clarkson's record? It's David Clarkson. Yes, yeah, oh, so that's he, depressing. I think it was seven in a row he got yeah. for Dundee. Correct me if I'm wrong. At Scott Soccer FM as and, well, and Da Brack as well. So yeah, I look forward he's, to. He's certainly well, uh, but uh, Kelly struggling a wee bit, but scored a fantastic goal. I have to say, if you're going to get pumped six one, score a goal like that, mate. Yeah, I mean keeper, mm, not very sure. De Vries. Yeah, subbed off at half time as well with a chest injury so right, see okay. how that goes so that's Celtic have got Man City on Wednesday yeah. Scott Sinclair pl- playing against his old club yeah I, I think they'll get a doing <laughs> yeah I do I'd say I really like Tom Rogic I really like Tom Rogic as a player uh, and he's got an amazing dig on him he, hits yeah. the, he hit the bar last week he's got an amazing dig <laughs> that's a phrase I haven't heard since yeah. I was at school <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a dig he's got he, on him he had 10 fingers on the ball so yeah. it doesn't matter uh, but did you see the sixth goal uh, his goal I didn't see it no Jamie McDonald's like lying down and just flicks it over. Like <laughs> he's had like three decent shots in this match, not scored, and he hits an absolute shanner and it goes in. You're just like, I love Scottish football so I, in much. In fact, I did I did hear the commentary on the radio and I, I think it was Ron McLean or something. He was just like <laughs> and with his poorest effort of the yeah, match, yeah, yeah, yeah. to score. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was Celtic at the weekend there. Uh, Dundee struggling 3 1 mm-hmm. against Inverness. Good yeah. result for Inverness, though. They've managed to pick up uh, over the past few weeks. And uh, but Dundee seem to be struggling a wee bit. Yeah, again, so that's strike force. When you lose two big players like Hemmings and Stewart, I know they tried to replace them, they've brought your back too. Yeah, your love child and Rory Loy and players like that. Just like to say that that's every podcast we've done, Faisal back too has been mentioned. Has he? So that keeps up the record. There we yeah. go. <laughs> He's a new Mario Melchiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the fourth in a row for Mario Melchiot. Absolutely. I can't wait to tweet Mario Melchiot like mate. That's good. We'll try and get him on. We'll, yeah. we'll do a where are they now on Mario Melko. Uh, elsewhere, we've got Hamilton against St Johnson. That finished 1 1 yesterday. Uh, late equaliser for St Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Partick versus Motherwell. Ray, were you at the game? Did you manage to catch any of it? Uh, no, I'm still doing CBBC, the big so, one. which is great. So I'm going to get investigated in 30 years. Really yeah. looking forward to that. <laughs> and uh, no, so I missed it. I, I got to see the highlights because we record from like half one to half five. So I didn't get to see it. Saw the highlights and also following the tweet updates when I can. And it's so frustrating because you're following it and it's saying Mr. Chance here, Mr. Chance here, Aziz, uh, a striker who's playing ahead of Crystal and we're suspect at the back. There's been a few kind of high balls into the back post. It's kind of been caught between Ziggy yeah. Gordon and Divine and stuff like that. So I don't know. 
we're on the way. We're still three points better off than we were at that this stage last season. So, <laughs> so you keep saying, <laughs> yeah. Wait till we get to game nine, and I'll be like, ah, oh, mate, we're fucked. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, listen. On the line now, we have Partick Thistle striker Chris Doolan. Chris, how are you? How you doing? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, listen, uh, first of all, we'll start by talking about the weekend. Uh, we just had a wee chat about it there. Uh, lots of chances you missed. Uh, obviously, disappointing to get the draw. Yeah, yeah, we are very disappointed. But looking back at the game. We could have walked away easily, four-one, five-one winners, yeah. and instead we've we've been hit with a, another late late goal, yeah. and uh, walk away with a point instead of all three. And Ray keeps pointing out though that you're still three points better off than you were this time last season. Still three points better off, Chris. Let's find the positives, That's definitely a good way of looking yeah. at it. <laughs> and uh, just uh, before we get into Ray's sort of strange obsession with you, we're gonna, <laughs> uh, big game this weekend, uh, the big Glasgow derby, of course, against Rangers. Uh, you must be looking forward to that one. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, it you know, it's it's a great place to go and play in stadiums like like Ibrox Park there, etc. So it's. It's always a, a good occasion, but yeah, we're looking forward to it, just like any other game. I mentioned uh, Ray's obsession with you. He's told us before in this podcast that uh, he plans to streak at your testimonial. Is that right, Ray? You looking forward to that, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. As well, <laughs> I. <laughs> Have you see like because obviously you've been at Thistle since 2009, right? So that's what seven, eight years, and the contract goes for another three. So you're going to hit the ten year. Have you already thought about the testimonial? Do you know who you're going to play? I haven't. No, I. To be honest, it is. It, I'm hoping it's it's it's, it's a committee that organise it and stuff, you know. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, it's, there's a, there'll be a, a testimonial committee. And how, uh, how, how, how would you go about joining that, Chris? <laughs> I, th- I think you would just have to go in and speak to the club. I think it would be anybody who wants to go on the committee is, oh, uh, is welcome to to go in and apply. So I think the club will set it up. I'm going to try sort this out, man. I'm going to text all the random numbers I've got in my phone book. So it'll be like me and John <laughs> Leslie like, sorting out your testimonial. <laughs> I'm going to do that. You need to organise it against uh, what team, Ray? If you're on the committee, who are you putting forward? Uh, do we want to go bigger? Do we want to go weak? Well, we... the thing is, I've been at a couple of testimonials. Uh, Scott Thompson, who was Dunfermline captain yeah. a few years ago, had his testimonial against Manchester United. Oh. Giggs, Rooney, they were all there. And he walked away with a fortune after that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the standard you've got to live up to. Are you looking forward to hitting 100 goals? I, that's uh, something I'm really looking forward to. That's, that's a big... You got a celebration lined up? Not not yet, no, but I'm sure I will have another time. Cool, I'm going to put together a committee for your celebration <laughs> for your 100th goal, mate. Yeah. So we'll get that sorted. No, listen, uh, so what are you on just now, Chris? What are you on in terms of goals? Um, 90. All right, so you've got 10 to go. Class. Right, 10 to so, go, yeah. Right, you, are you hitting that this season? Yeah, Obviously that's easy, easy. Right, well, when you, when you get to 99, we're going to get you back on and we'll decide a celebration for yeah. you, all right? Right, okay, I've, no problem. I'm just Googling flares as we speak, so <laughs> what a day this is going to be, mate. flared in the shin pad. <laughs> 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 That'd be tremendous. Do you know last season you were second top Scottish goal scorer? I didn't actually, no, I yeah. didn't realise that. Do you, mate? I should do your PR, mate. <laughs> so, so, you, you definitely should. Lee Griffiths, top Scottish goal scorer, and you were second. Um, I, I do realise this makes it sound like you're going to get a restraining order against me but, <laughs> but also such an uncomfortable laugh mate well done yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah so second top Scottish goal scorer so you've represented Scotland before I did at junior level yeah before yeah. I came to party so, yeah. see the step up from junior to senior because we, we've been chatting we've been following Edinburgh City and they've obviously jumped up and not uh, not do, getting the results they thought they would but what was the step up like? Was it huge? And what was it like going full time after playing part time for so long? Yeah, I mean there is a definite um, big jump. You know, it's just about making it as smooth for yourself as you can. And I was lucky when I came to the club here that you know the players we had at the time helped helped me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. You know, if if I saw other players coming into our club now, 
I, I would go and help them the same way people help me. So I think that that also helps on and off the pitch, you know, because yeah, yeah. It, it is a big step up for people. You know, to go for part time training twice a week to, to all of a sudden full time four four or five times a week of training, you've got to hit the gym all the time. You know, it, it's a full on yeah. um, transition, so it's, it is a lot in your body to take. But it's about making it as easy for yourself as you can. And do you kind of take on that kind of godfather role in the dressing room now? <laughs> I wouldn't say the godfather role, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no. Um, but, you know, I know what it's like to, to come in, you know, coming from nowhere. You know, I, I literally came from, from nowhere. You know, if, if i seen somebody coming in who, who a similar position to myself, yeah. I could relate to that. So it's something I could... I could help out with. Nice. And we've been asking, we've had a few guests on so far. We always ask them for their kind of favourite or like best mate in football. So who would you say your best mate is in football? Uh, probably Chris Erskine, to be ah, honest. Ah, cute. You both came up from the juniors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I can imagine you building a shrine for him when he came back. That is lovely, <laughs> yeah. mate. We had Christian Nadi on a few weeks ago. Yeah. And the best player that he played against was Cristiano Ronaldo. Can you compete with that, Chris? No chance. No, I've been nowhere. <laughs> Who is the best player that you've played against, though, in all seriousness? Um, you know, you look at the, the players that Celtic have had across the years. Virgil yeah. van Dijk was yeah. probably, he's the one that sticks in my head that, you know, for, for a centre-half, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I know he tend to find centre-half something as good on the ball. He was absolutely yeah. ridiculous on the ball, so you can see why he is where he is. Now. Yeah, and you don't need to name names, but there are certain teams you play against and you look at their centre-halves and go, yeah, so this is going to be a good week. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I treat every game you know, with the same respect that uh, for each team and each opponent, every, there's no easy games in the Premier League. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're all... They're all good professionals and you've got to you've got to go out and apply yourself properly uh, thank you very much for coming on I really appreciate it and also what I'm going to do is I'm going to start hitting the gym for the uh, testimonial because if I'm streaking I need to be kind of a bit match fit because otherwise it'll look yep. like Ziggy Gordon's gone fucking mental so <laughs> <laughs> Hi, thanks for that. Cheers, Chris. Appreciate it, mate. No I'll speak problem. to you soon, right? Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. Man. There he goes. Uh, that was Chris Doolan there. Uh, what a nice guy, right? Yep, really good. Uh, Genuinely nice guy. He came to... I did a Glasgow Comedy Festival show a couple of years ago and he came to it and he looks identical to my mate and I just got them to stand next to each other <laughs> and they were both like, we look nothing like each other. You're like, you are twins. Did you realise uh, it was Chris Doolan when he walked in? Yeah. Right, Because okay. I, I knew he was coming, so I was trying not to be a wee fanboy. Right, uh, okay. But yeah, no, because I was saying about Ziggy Garden, because I'm also a bald and ginger. Yeah. So it could be like twins. Yeah. I might one day, I might try to get in shape and then kidnap Ziggy and I can get a game it right back to Thistle. <laughs> to be honest, I'd probably be better under a high ball, so yeah. <laughs> just yeah. kidding Ziggy, I know. Good in there, good in yeah. there. Uh, listen, uh, so that was Chris Doolan there, uh, hopefully we'll catch up with him uh, later on and uh, in the next few months as well. But let's drop down into the Championship. Uh, it was a big weekend, Hibs versus Queen of the South was the big game at the top of the table. Ended up in a stalemate, 0-0, Hibs were down to 10 men and yeah, Neil Lennon wasn't very happy. Uh, with Jason Cummins, I think he missed a few chances at the weekend. But Queen of South still top of the table. Bouncing back from conceding five goals. They looked very poor against Rangers midweek. They did yeah. look very poor. But then to come back to that is great. And also the big round, the big win of the championship this week. And what a game. Uh, Dunfermline beating St Mirren 4-3. Game yeah. going out live in Alba. So the people in the Hebrides must have been creaming themselves at that kind of game. The Hebridean Dunfermline supporters club were <laughs> delighted with the result. But it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was one of those games where... Um, you know, neither team could defend. It was uh, not a masterclass in defending by any stretch, but an absolutely fantastic game. If you're going to pick a game to go on the telly, yeah. uh, they couldn't have picked a better one. And I was just delighted uh, to get the goal, yeah. uh, to get the goal right at the end because I thought we'd blown it. We went 3 2 up. And uh, then St. Murn scored a cracker, an equaliser, yeah. to be fair. The guy cut in for the 
the right hand side, smashed it in with the left foot. I think it was Hardy. Yeah, and right then Hardy, yeah. It was uh, Faridel Alagu managed to get his first goal. Saw that. And uh, get all three points, which was. Short back pass as well, wasn't it? Kyle Hutton, yes, yeah. uh, managed to square it. Excellent firm one as well. And uh, no, just great to get the win. And uh, St. Mirren look like they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. I think they're going to have to get a manager in pretty. Pretty soon. On the uh, right side, if you did watch that game, you now know Gaelic for shite defending. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, well, that is true. Swings and roundabouts. There was lots of horrible defending. Uh, elsewhere in the Championship, Dundee United uh, managed to avenge the defeat to Morton in the Cup by yeah. winning 2-1 at the weekend. Yeah. And uh, elsewhere, you also had Dumbarton. Uh, they lost at the weekend as well. They got beat from Wraith Rovers 3-2. Yeah. Uh, that was that result. So Wraith Wraith's Rovers. first win in three. Yeah, managed back. to pick up another three points. So it's all, it looks like the table sort of splitting in half a wee bit exactly what I was about to say exactly what I was about to say it does look like there's a half divide so sadly for you Stephen Dunfermline in the bottom half of that yeah. but already there's kind of the stronger teams for, yeah. that have played so far this season kind of splitting up yeah Falkirk managing to get a win as well against Ayr so they're in a wee decent run now mm-hmm. I think it's five or six uh, wins on the bounce for them which is pretty decent uh, down in League 1 a big win for East Fife uh, Scott asked us to mention this on that Scott Soccer FM because uh, yeah it was a big win against Livingston yeah. so they're obviously one of the favourites East Fife have been going great guns East Fife now uh, jumping up to fourth with that and they got a good result a couple of weeks ago as well so a bit hit and miss I think yeah. but when you look at it, when we were talking about the championship there's a definite like half and half whereas in League 1 you've got Aloha, Buchan and Levy all separate by a point then it's four points back to East 5 and then it jumps down so if East 5 can keep this up and mm-hmm. Gary Naismith's doing a good job there keep it going but the top three seem to be starting really well then dropping off then because you had Alawa, John, Stenhouse Muir, two each. Stenhouse Muir bottom the table yet to win this season. Yeah, that's not. And also, um, uh, even though they're bottom the table, uh, they still managed to pump my equipment at the weekend. Did they? <laughs> Alawa were two 0 up, and I bet you there's loads of people listening just now that had Alawa. I think yeah. they were a banker for the weekend yeah. away at Stenhouse Muir, and they were two 0 up. Got a man sent off, and ended up uh, drawn two two, which uh, was not ideal at all. Stranraer uh, won at the weekend, but no Christian Nadi. No Christian Nadi. So I was doing the stand this weekend as well. A couple of comics that were up, Mick, Mick Ferry and Paul F. Taylor were, were going to go to a game, and I said about the Thistle game, but Mick's always wanted to go to Hamden and see a tiny team play. Yeah. So he went to the game, he said, he said, first of all, he was raging that it was £6 for a pint of coffee. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, he was saying it was amazing because obviously, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen Queen's Park play at Hamden. I don't think I have, no. It's, it's a great experience because because of the, it's 52,000 seater, there's like 200 people there. <laughs> so the shouts from the players echoes about. Yeah. And he was saying he could just hear people shouting at each other, calling yeah. each other ball bags like, so loudly. <laughs> what all was around. that? What was that? Yeah, like, it's surround sound. Yeah. So really enjoyed it. Yeah, Christian added in. Craig Malcolm, who's a bit of a legend down in Stranar, he got the second. So Stranar. Started very poorly this season, but that's a couple of wins in the bounce now, so bring them up. <laughs> but now they've dropped Naddy, so, <laughs> so that's them uh, bringing their way back up. So, yeah, just the image of Christian Naddy on the bench, he's on one end and everyone else is up in there like a seesaw. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's terrible. First, you get Chris Dolan on, and now you're rubbing his face in it, Christian. <laughs> if he's listening to this, he'll be raging, he'll yes. be in touch. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry question Anyway moving on In League 2 uh, Forfar continue their uh, Endless sort of winning streak That's another win 100% yeah. record So well done to Forfar uh, Beating Clyde at Broadwood And Edinburgh City Finally got another point Finally got another point uh, They were looking lonely With the one point Yeah well, they're Now, now it's two. got a pal Yeah <laughs> Now they're out of binary That is yeah. the main thing isn't it <laughs> The thing is For Edinburgh City if you, if you want a good laugh this week See if you go on the BBC Sport Website and you go to Scotland 
They've done like a photo collage of the Edinburgh City game. Okay. So it's about going in and then seeing the players and it's obviously press photographers taking some photos. But it's a great photo at half time where they send an old guy that works for the club into the bushes behind the pitch to find the balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's his job. That's I amazing. Admit. Craig Beatty uh, claiming the goal for Edinburgh City but it was put down as an OG. And they're still bringing players in. So they had a young guy from Man City who'd been released from Man City playing for wow. Edinburgh City. So clearly... From had, City to City? Yeah, hadn't done his Googling. Thought <laughs> yeah. Edinburgh City, that must be like Hearts. And yeah. And gone there. <laughs> That's the big team in Edinburgh, obviously. So, uh, yeah. yeah, obviously we're, we're keeping a special eye on Edinburgh City because yeah. we feel a bit sorry for them. And uh, Annan against Edinburgh City, not too far. It was the first time they've played in, in 10 years because they both used to be in the same league before Annan ah. became a club. That's a good start. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, well done. Thanks. Where did you see that? That, that same thing. <laughs> that <Yeah>. same <laughs> picture collage. I, I thought so. I thought <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, this is Soccer FM with me, Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw. One thing I noticed over the weekend as well, I was watching the sports scene last night yeah. and uh, I didn't manage to catch the game live, but it was Hamilton versus St. Johnston. Now... For understandable reasons. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I noticed that when Hamilton scored their goal, a certain song came on. Now... It isn't one of the ones you'd expect, like this one, for example. So, so sometimes we get this. So this yeah. comes on after you score. Yeah. So there's that one. You've also got the old Tom Hark. Right? Yeah. So you've heard that. Okay, yeah. so you've got that. And also you've got this one. I've heard this. Where? Crystal Palace. And okay. I've, also, I've also heard it at Dunfermline as well. And, you know, none of them were the ones that were picked by Hamilton can you hazard a guess Ray can you hazard a guess for Hamilton yeah. what kind of music like Martin Canning's into I'd imagine it's probably oh Martin Canning's he's an 80s guy right maybe Journey no no. Listen, don't stop believing that's what Hamilton need mate think, think something a wee bit harder than Journey think something a wee bit dancier so I'll try I'll try to think when I've been out in Hamilton like Tiesto or something you're not far away <laughs> <laughs> Bits and pieces. You be serious? Bits and pieces is Hamilton's gold music. I wow. I couldn't believe it. It was. <laughs> I had to sort of rewind it and then listen to it again. But yeah, yeah, bits and pieces. There's a beautiful image of Ali Crawford scoring and just doing big box, little box, cardboard yeah. box solidly. I mean, as you say, it is Lanarkshire. Yeah. So you might expect it, but <laughs> that's brutal. Goal scorer for Hamilton. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you've had a big Friday night, you're in a come down, you go to watch Hamilton and this comes on. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just I, I would love to see the opposition managers as well. Like, what the hell is going yeah. on here? Like absolutely raging but still tapping their feet. Yeah. <laughs> so what did Patrick play after? Did they play a sort of song after they score? It's been so I've not even been this season, so I don't know. I I, I think Dunfermline have dispensed with the goal music, which I think is quite good. My my favourite thing in Scottish football is see when your team scores. Yeah. Big announcement. See when the other team go, scores, absolutely nothing. They're like, I go score. I was that guy. There was Moving an amazing on. bit on uh, on Saturday night the Dunfermline game, and the second goal uh, was an own goal. Uh, it was one of those really jammy goals yeah. where it hit off the post, rebounded back, and hit off the guy and went in. And it was Andy Webster. So <laughs> about mm. two minutes after the goal, we all knew what had happened. The announcer goes. And that last goal for Dunfermline was scored by St Mirren number four, <laughs> Andrew Webster. <laughs> <laughs> I, was was just, I was just thinking about Thistle win. I've not seen Thistle score in the last four games I've been to. You're a jinx. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking that there. Sorry, Chris. 
Yeah. Better not come to your testimonial, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you won't even get that penalty at the yeah. end, but they always get like, They won't even get that. Uh, so listen, we're going to move on. Uh, we're not doing a Where Are They Now this week because no. we've got such a busy show. But please do let us know if you've got any suggestions. There's lots of them in, uh, but we always want more. We're always looking for more of them. So it's at Scott Soccer FM on Twitter. It's on Pine Bovril on the Soccer FM forum. And it's also uh, on Facebook as well. There if was, you just search Soccer FM. There was one this week. And clearly people are just making messing with us now because I have never heard of this guy before was, in my was life was it the Sterling Albion one yes yes it was have Stirling you ever heard of this guy uh, no I haven't I haven't Let's heard of this guy I, I can't remember who the guy's name was that got in touch with us but thank you very much for getting in touch uh, I've never heard it's, of this guy Sterling Albion are having an absolutely rotten time of it by the way they're second bottom of the league yeah they are and they just sacked their manager as well have they? Yes, they have. So they hadn't won in nine games. It so was AJ Mick1987 on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, right, boys, an unhappy Bino. Please remind me of better times by looking at Landry Zahana Oni. And where are they now? Cheers. Well, you know what? Like, it's maybe worth a shout because we don't know this guy and it obviously means something to AJ. And yep. we'll maybe have a wee look for next week. As, yep. a, as a wee, where are they now? Clearly, you're saying this because you have not Googled. <laughs> <laughs> no, where he is now and I have and it's going to be a fucking nightmare yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, we, we'll, we'll maybe skip past that <laughs> uh, one update uh, Momo Silla we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago did we update this? I don't think we did Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Ironically, it had gone into liquidation, yeah. which for a soap company is its main aim, if yeah, I'm honest. Absolutely. That's, uh, that, that is the main aim of it. So, yeah, unfortunately, Momo Silla, we don't have any other updates I've, apart from his... I've got a P.O. Box address for him. Right. But I think that sounds too dodgy, like a kind of spy film, because the numbers that were online, I tried phoning. But we've also got that guy who is like an MBE, so who's like the ambassador for his company. So I might go through him. Yeah, yeah. See. Give him a shout, and we'll maybe. As we, these, this is an ongoing process. Like that's what I would describe this as, um, because we've got lots of lots of where are they nows. Yep. And um, yeah, so this is an ongoing process. Any any suggestions? You know where to bring them in by now. It's at Scott Soccer FM on Twitter, Pine Bovril on the forum as well. If you've got any shouts, if there's somebody that used to play with your team uh, that you wonder where he is, then please do let us know and we will research it and let you know. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Chris Sutton has been making headlines, as we mentioned earlier on, by being very disagreeable. Uh, there was a spat and uh, between him and Derek Johnson and it uh, went viral. And um, while he was sort of right, he's, he's just... He divides opinion, I think it's safe to say, Chris. It's the politest way. But even when he was a player, do you remember he accused him Ferman of lying down? Oh, yes, I remember so that. So he's been doing it for years. He's just kind of got a bigger platform now. Save yourself, right? Because we're going to do what we did last week with Joey Barton and right. hopefully less libelous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, and involving less serial killers. <laughs> yeah, but see when I listened back to last week's episode and uh, I had a listen to that. Yeah. That was the edited version. I know, that, exactly. I edited that. So, um, yeah, that was, we got away with it. But listen, it was very funny. Yeah. And uh, Great. yeah, so that was Martin Nelson, not us. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so this week, we're going to do 30 seconds on Chris Sutton. Yep. I believe it's your turn to start this time. I think it I started is. last week. So here we go. Chris Sutton, as you mentioned there, accused them firm of lying down. Yeah. Two Rangers, albeit with Digger beat 6 1, but we we equalised in that game. That's what a lot of people forget. And since that day, I've not been Chris Sutton's biggest fan at all. And now he's on the telly, I hate to say it, actually, I don't mind him. Oh, really? I actually don't mind him. Like, I should wash my mouth out, but I actually quite like his opinions. And I feel dirty. 
did you match with Chris Sutton on Grinder or something? <laughs> like, what's happening here? I don't know. I, I, you know what I mean? I just, while he's just a bit of an arse, I quite like it. Okay. okay. So that's my opinion on Chris Sutton. Right, I'll do mine. Let's do it. Here we go. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting man. His word choice I find phenomenal. So with his argument about Derek Johnson, he called him a charlatan. That's a nice one. And a cheerleader. Yeah, like, mate, have you just been Googling words beginning with C that you can slag people off with? <laughs> That's not the one I would have picked. No, no, no. <laughs> and as well, he said, um, Sutton became a bit of an idiot. He said to Derek Johnson, you're a party political broadcast, Derek. You, sh- you're, you shouldn't be on the radio. They go on the telly, mate, you idiot. Yeah. So... So, there we go. That's our opinions on Chris Sutton. I quite like that wee feature. That can come back, I think, the 30 seconds. The clock. I like the clock. 30 seconds isn't as long as you think it is. No, it's it's not at all. Well, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, it'll feel like a lifetime. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's not. God, they're still going. We'll skip past that. But uh, but let's let's take a wee look ahead to the week that's coming up. We have Champions League. We've got Celtic in Champions League action. So they are playing Manchester City at Parkhead on Wednesday. Ray, what's your thoughts? It's going to be a tricky one. I think Celtic need to bring Craig Gordon back in. Um, and Putting it lightly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, issue some sort of fatwa against some players so they don't turn up for City. I don't know, you look at City during the, uh, the weekend, Aguero obviously coming back and then they spanked Borussia Mönchengladbach in the last round and Celtic oh. obviously didn't do that well. It's going to be a tough one. But Champions League night's back at Parkhead. It's always a nice thing for Scottish football as well. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be a big night for Celtic fans. It's uh, it's what they wanted, uh, yeah. playing against all the big teams. I do think, I, I totally agree, I think they might get a bit of scudding because I think Manchester City uh, look very, very good. Um, just as good as uh, any other team in the Premiership that I've seen this season, yeah. or the Premier League, I should say. And ten, uh, 10 wins in the bounce for them as well. Yeah, I mean... Pep's obviously got something. I think he's a maniac, but I think he's obviously got something. Yeah. And he knows exactly what he's doing, and you can see he's absolutely ruthless as well. Yeah, like you, you see why uh, Mangala what? and Nasri all getting Hart. pumped out. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Hart. Yeah. Like Joe Hart just getting absolutely shipped out the door. Like no sh- remorse whatsoever. It's a shame because he's he's probably going to get dropped for England. Now, yeah, so. but it's a shame that he get rid of Joe Hart because Tom Rogic could have done that same shite shot he hit against Kelly yeah. at the weekend and still yeah, scored. So. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a tough night for Celtic, I think, on Wednesday. Uh, so looking ahead to the weekend, we uh, have a Friday night fixture in the Premiership, yeah. which is Motherwell versus Hearts. Are, are you a fan of the Friday night, Stephen? Yes, I am a, a fan of the Friday night. That's what I liked about uh, the Saturday night game there, uh, Dunfermline versus St Mirren. Now, it was quarter past five kickoff, which yeah. is obviously a wee bit earlier, but I quite liked it. It was quite good. You could watch all the football in the afternoon if you wanted to, if you're into illegal streaming. And also, you could... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then you could go to the game and then it's still early enough that you can have a few pints at night as well. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Friday night, it's a wee bit later, but you can still get out and have a few have a few drinks yeah. afterwards. You can make a wee night at Motherwell and a night at Motherwell. I yeah. Mean, well. I mean, what more do you want? And it's, it's decent when they do these kind of things because Motherwell to Hearts, it's probably an hour's travelling max Aye. compared to we've got a Friday night game I think it's a November December time we've got Aberdeen at home Well, so we're going to lose so much money on gate money absolutely well yeah we had a bit of that on Saturday actually there obviously because St Mirren isn't the furthest away but because it's in the telly and they're on a rotten run yeah. I think a lot of folk just went nah yeah. I, I'm not going to bother but you're right this is a wee bit closer this one Aberdeen fans have been absolutely royally shat on yeah. uh, by these <laughs> fixture changes yeah. because it's Friday nights it's midweeks and it's just an absolute nightmare I feel sorry for them uh, them and Inverness 
Inverness and Ross County fans also have it the hardest out of anyone and you barely hear them, Cause, them cause, complaining because they live there yes so. exactly yeah <laughs> they live there and then they they have to go every couple of weeks uh, down into the central belt so uh, fair play to all those fans who make the trips on to the Saturday we've got the early kickoff it's Dundee versus Celtic uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Celtic react after the Champions League game Wednesday night to Saturday morning yeah not, not the best no so there might be a few changes for that we've got Hamilton versus Inverness at 3 o'clock then we've got Kilmarnock Aberdeen Rangers against Partick Thistle in the big Glasgow Derby yeah are you going to head along here you still working? doing CBBC still so CBBC mate it's never ending it is, it is and guys when it comes out I won't even tell you when it's on yeah so. <laughs> And then uh, the final fixture of the weekend in the f- in the Premiership is Ross County against St Johnston. And there's a few teams in the Premiership that are kind of inconsistent. Yeah, not really putting runs together. Your likes of Hamilton uh, and Motherwell, so putting four past Hamilton and drawing Thistle at the weekend. You've got Inverness kind of in and out and. Dundee struggling against yeah. Celtic. So it'd be nice to see a team put a run together as well. Hopefully yeah. it's Thistle when we. Because essentially, remember what Nathan said at the start of the show, Thistle are going to be in Europe. Yeah. So we need to start getting a finger out. Absolutely. Champions League for Thistle. Uh, Down in the Championship, uh, we have Air versus Dunfermline. They've actually dropped the prices to a fiver, so well done Air for that. Great day out as well. uh, It is, yeah, if it's a nice day. (laughs) If it's not, then it's not. Uh, So, yeah, uh, good gesture for them. It was a former chairman who passed away a couple of weeks ago, so... Uh, yeah, they've dropped the prices to a fiver, so a big crowd expected there. Dumbarton versus Queen in the South. Queen in the South probably favours for that one. Yeah, uh, continuing their decent run. Morton against Wraith Rovers, and then the BBC Alba specialist St Murren versus Falkirk again. I know. on uh, on on Gaelic TV. Obviously, trying with that capital culture bid, trying to get some. That's what it is Gaelic yeah. on the go. And also, our match against Dunfermline's match against St Murren in a couple of months' time has also been moved. To the BBC Alba game Maybe so. they just love black and white Yeah Maybe Aye that's probably is Everyone up there has only got black yeah, and white exa- tellies exa- that, That's exactly <laughs> what it is Yeah And then we've got uh, Hibs versus Dundee United uh, On Sunday I actually yeah. heard uh, the, the Sky presenter yesterday He was selling this game Because uh, it's a Sunday lunchtime yeah. Kickoff at, at midday on the Sunday And he said Oh it's the big guns in the championship Hibernian versus Dundee United Obviously outside their own division And I went <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no they're not. They got relegated. Both it's, not, them. it's not how divisions work. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so tough titties for both <laughs> them. Uh, that's the league they're in. Uh, down in League One, uh, we have a big weekend. It's Albion Rovers versus Queens Park. It's Alloa. a derby. Uh, it's a derby. They had a derby last week. Albion versus Ray, uh, Airdrie. Oh. Uh, that was a derby. They managed to win. They won two 0 uh, Aloe against Airdrie uh, on Saturday as well. East Fife against Stenhouse Muir. Peterhead against Livingston. Christian Nadi is taking uh, his welcoming uh, Brecon City to. His uh, stair park layer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a creepy scene, isn't it? It certainly was. I didn't know where I was going with yeah. it. And that's how it came about. <laughs> so, uh, down in League Two, finally, we've got Berwick Rangers versus Clyde, Cowdenbeast, and Albion. We have Elgin versus Annan, Forfort against Montrose, and we have Edinburgh City yes. at home to Arbroath. Can they pick up their first win? Fingers crossed, man. And also, Forfort already seven games in, eight points clear. 
Yeah, it's looking uh, very good for them at the moment. Uh, obviously, beating Clyde helped as well. Yeah, they were who's sitting second, yeah. So, yeah, it looks like 4 4 are favourites for that league. Uh, so, that's all we've got time for this week. But thank you very much for joining us as ever. There's more on our Twitter at Scott Soccer FM, on our Facebook, and on our own forum on pineboffroad.com. You can get in touch with us there for a Where Are They Now? Please do let us know any other comments as well. But for now, it's bye from me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. See you later on, guys. This has been Soccer FM. Good luck to all your teams this weekend, and we will catch you next time for more chat. Sure.